With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. You guys are tuned into Everybody Has an Opinion. Man, we have a jam-packed show for you guys today. You know, shout out to my brothers in crime, Mr. Brandon Freeney. What's up? What up, Jason? What's good? What's good? Guys, we got a lot to talk about. It's been a crazy few weeks. But before we jump into all of that, I just want to give you guys a quick shout out. You know, make sure you guys log in to Instagram and follow Everybody Has an Opinion. Make sure you follow us on Facebook. If you guys want to be a part of the community and possibly become an opinionist, jump on the show, share your opinions. Make sure you add us on the Facebook groups and we'll take care of you as well. And make sure we let you know when we're recording so you can be a part of the process. Man, we, we, we've had a crazy, uh, a lot of interesting stuff happen over the weekend and over last week. We had an amazing fight. You know, we had, uh, we, we just did a whole show on a trade that might not even happen, right. <laughs> you know, and you know, it just and football season's around the corner, man. So there's just a lot to really discuss, a lot to really run by. But um, aside from all that, you know, everybody else, how we doing? We doing good? You feeling better, man? You feeling better, my brother? I'm I'm still in a little pain, but I'm feeling better. Um, I, I can't complain about anything, given the fact that what's going on in Houston. Oh man, shout out uh, to Houston prayers. It's a to terrible Houston, situation man. going on. People continue to reach out. People continue to pray. Continue to donate. You know, it's just it's just a travesty. So I mean, it's a crazy situation. Jason, how do you feel? No, I feel the same way. You know, it's 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 sad to see all these people displaced and you know what they're going through. But you know, hopefully they're able to get everything in order in the next coming months because you know this is going to be a situation that they're going to be living with for a while now you know and it's crazy because a lot of people that left new orleans from katrina moved to houston and now they're living that nightmare again so you know just crazy prayers not for nothing not for nothing but believe it or not there's a lot that we can actually do too you know, it's not just about donating. A lot of people, you know, if, if one thing I know, dealing with a lot of the relief efforts in Haiti, you know, I've come no to the Red re- Cross. I'm yeah, sorry I've come that. to the realization that it's yeah, it's not always good to donate to these. Me- just like you would. Yeah, donate. I mean, you have yeah. to find the, the the proper outlet for you know sending your funds. Make sure there's a plan in place. Make sure it's a credible source. Um, you know, just from what I understand, the Red the Red Cross is not the way to go. Plus, you can go yourself. That's another thing I right. think a lot of us tend to forget is that if we really want to go out there and help, we could take a weekend, take a couple of days, go out there and, and help people and put, you know, 
give them supplies, give them stuff that they need. So I just want to put that out there because a lot of us, we feel helpless. We see this stuff on TV. We see this stuff on the social media and we think like, man, like this is terrible. What can I do? You can do a lot more than you think. And so we just want to put that out there. And um, all right, so let's jump into it, man. We got a lot to talk Before about. Before we so, do that, I don't mean to cut you off, Chris. What's up, um, and since we're, we're on those types of things, 48 years ago, mm-hmm. um, the term racial disturbances in Fort Lauderdale, the National Guard was actually mobilized on this day 48 years ago. And today actually was a rally similar to um, what happened in Charlottesville down in Hollywood, Florida. Um, it didn't get rowdy. It wasn't a situation where, you know, um, people are getting hurt, ran over by cars. But, you know, it's just interesting that 48 years ago to this day, there was a, it's, deemed or termed a racial disturbance in, in Fort Lauderdale. Wow. And, um, yeah, the National Guard had to actually be mobilized to come and, you know, quiet down and calm down the situation. Somebody was arrested today, though. Absolutely. It was it was one guy, and I seen that guy when I was there. He was actually the lone uh, white supremacist on, um, on site. He was being paraded around. Um, everybody had a camera in his face. They kept asking him the same questions. So, I mean, a lot of this stuff, when, when people do say that, I don't want to say these things are set up, but when you see it for yourself with your own eyes, I see how it becomes a circus in the show. I don't want to get too deep into that. I just wanted to bring that to the forefront nah, since we I were talking about, kicking knowledge. you know, um, Harvey and whatnot and what's really going on in the world today. It's just interesting to see that 48 years later, we're still dealing with the same thing. So Wild. Wild. Ah, so let's jump into the first topic. So what you guys think about the fight of the century? <laughs> nah, listen, can we at least admit one thing? In terms of an entertainment standpoint, the Mayweather-McGregor fight was worth the price of admission. I would disagree oh. with the price of admission. Oh, man. But it was entertaining. Okay. I don't think that a boxer and an MMA fighter is worth $100. For pay-per-view but but the, it was the worth, biggest box one of the biggest boxers okay, one of the biggest fair, MMA enough, fight. fair, enough, fair enough. i'm just saying I, I don't think any any fight is worth a hundred dollars pay-per-view wise i guess the market deems that i'm just saying i wouldn't pay it let me let me just go there let me just say that <laughs> okay well three million people streamed it legally so a lot of people didn't and pay six point five million people paid for it so wow. it's the highest so, pay-per-view. so more than nine millions people watched that fight and that, that's more. not even that's not even including the people that were at like bars. sports bars and, and things yeah. like that. That's, so. Okay, more than nine million people uh, streamed or right, like, right, broadcast yeah, the, broadcasted the fight. Yeah, the fight itself. Wow, that's serious. That's ridiculous. That's serious. I so, mean, you know, so imagine the money on that. Yeah. Can we do six point five million times a hundred, and then you see why Floyd walks away with three hundred million dollars? Oh yeah. <laughs> What's crazy is he'll probably walk away with a little bit more than that. Right. Because, I mean, it was his promotion, so he'll get off of that. He'll get off of the pay-per-view. I think so. he ended up betting on himself. At first, they wouldn't let him. And I, I think he had a friend go do an $87,000 bet. I don't know if you guys heard about that. Yeah, yeah. He, he mentioned he yeah. mentioned that. And they wouldn't let it ride. I mean, you know. But he wasn't. The, the crazy thing is he wasn't going to make money off of himself, though. Yeah, the odds, he, were, he, too- he, the odds were, were too in his favor for him to make anything. So, you know, like, he just you know a safe bet just to make a few dollars on the stuff. You know? Pretty much. I mean, I guess when you're betting that kind of money, you'll see a few dollars back. But you know, for the average person like ourselves, no, you know, there's not enough there. Not not enough skin in the game. <laughs> but all in all, it was actually an entertaining fight. You know, McGregor 
was a little more impressive than I thought he would have been. And I think his, you know, unorthodox style kind of had Mayweather a little confused or uneasy at the beginning. Like, a lot of people were questioning how he was going to fight, this, that, and the other. And, you know, Mayweather took a few rounds to kind of feel him out, kind of see what to expect, you know. And, and he took a few punches, you know. Mayweather got hit. It's not often you really see, see Mayweather get hit. And he took a few punches. But, you know, a lot of that came when he was really trying to figure him out. I think you, you, you just kind of you, you set me up so perfect right now. That was an alley-oop. See, the reality is, is that when Mayweather fought Pacquiao, he, ne- he was never going to come into it like, oh, I'm just going to let him hit me the first couple rounds and such and such. You know, we kept talking about him dancing and so on and so forth. With McGregor, he said it himself. He said, I'm not afraid of his punching. I'm not afraid of his punching power. He doesn't, he's not a boxer. He doesn't know what, what I know. He doesn't know what I, you know, so on and so forth. So I'm not going to run. And he really didn't run. He was getting hit. It was it was pretty, but but I liked it. It was worth it. It made the fight better. Yeah, because I mean, he was actually the aggressor. Once once you got out of probably the maybe the third round, third or fourth round, he became the aggressor. Like he started going after McGregor, and that was the one thing he said he wanted to make sure that he writ all the wrongs, rewrote all the wrongs for the Mayweather the Pacquiao fight. But he had to do that for Pacquiao. And I think a lot of people didn't realize that, that you know, they were upset about that. But it's like I think they wanted to see him lose. Pacquiao is, is a toe-to-toe guy. If he were to go at him that way, Pacquiao, I mean, come on. He's got like the whole, he has a whole country behind him. You know what I mean? Like he has like spirits or something that, <laughs> that come out when he fights. When he punches. You know what I mean? So it's not, it, yeah, it that, wouldn't. That, that type of punching power and, and you not being that type of fighter, that's a bad strategy. But. I guess I almost set myself up for what I'm about to say because I'm about to take it to a different place when I talked about the racial disturbances. Uh-huh. Me and Jason actually watched the fight together. And where we were, it was a diverse group of individuals in there. But if you were paying attention to everything outside of the fight and mm-hmm. watching the mm-hmm. boos and when McGregor was announced and, Fla- and Mayweather was announced, you could tell that it was a divide as the country is right now in black and white. Absolutely. And so it was very interesting to see that I got caught up in that. I'm not a Floyd Mayweather fan by no stretch, but I always respect greatness. Not a Beyonce fan, but I always respect greatness. So in watching Mayweather, knowing he was going to win this fight and seeing so many people want him to lose, um, it just got me in the spirit of saying, you know what? Make sure you knock his ass out. Right? It made (laughs) me feel like that. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a Pacquiao fan, actually, to be completely honest. Okay. And so as I'm watching the fight, and these people actually think McGregor was hurting um, Floyd, that was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it it was weird, too. You know, amongst the people that I was around as well, I wouldn't say it was too divided. They were were pretty neutral. They were people around were pretty neutral. And, you know, a comment was made, and it was like, y'all know who America is, right? You know, somebody said, like, y'all know who the American is in this fight, right? And it was one of those things. It's like, you know, we, we, you know, we always talk about white, black, so on and so forth. But it's very clear. we so have is it real nationalism? We have, yeah, yeah, we have an American versus an Irishman. Right, right. Like, it it, it's not, um, this isn't a hard, it's hard to, to, right. to pick out who you're supposed so to. So it's really just you know, black like, and white. It has nothing to do with Ain't that some country. crazy stuff? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it shows it true, its true self in a, in a lot of different ways. I think Charlottesville is a is an example. I think the the Pacquiao, I mean, not the Pacquiao, the um, McGregor, McGregor Mayweather is an example. Uh, the Kaepernick situation is an example where it shows us the true nature of this country. Your, your boy, sports. your boy, threw him a bone today. By the way, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. He, threw him, he threw him a bone. Today. Which he should have. Yeah. I so mean, let, let's look at the numbers, though. Let's look at the numbers here. So we got total punches. McGregor threw four hundred and thirty punches that fight. And he landed on 111, which is a big deal for, uh, you know, a Mayweather fight. Right. You hear Mayweather than, 111 yeah. times. That's yeah. interesting. Exactly. But we all can agree. Pacquiao hit him 81 times. Correct. But we all can agree that he, um, that Mayweather was kind of allowing that to happen to a certain yeah, extent. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go there 90% that, you know, him, the term would be in boxing, walking him down, mean he walked in the punches. Correct. And so that's 26% that May- McGregor was. Whereas Mayweather threw 320 punches and landed 170 of them. If you're doing power punches, he landed 152 power punches out of 200. He didn't throw really any jabs the entire fight. Yeah, he threw 59. He was he fight. was going to knock him out. Like that was his <laughs> sole purpose of trying to knock McGregor out. But do we realize that the reason why Floyd and I told Jason this at the fight, he hasn't knocked. He only knocked 26. Four, four people out in the last 12 years. And the reason that is, is because Floyd has really, really bad hands. And that's been an issue for a very, very long time. His hands are very brittle. Got it, got it. He still has the hand speed. But a lot of times, when you're fighting for so long, obviously, you're going to start having problems with your hands. That that makes a lot of sense. My father was talking about this. And so if you think about his first fights, like, so if we were to break that down into numbers and say, okay, let's take 12 years of fighting, only four knockouts, but then go – how long has his career been? Like 21 years? So Something. nine years before that, he got 22 knockouts yeah. at that point in time. And people say he can't punch. Something had to have changed. You understand what I'm saying? So, you yeah. know, it's, it's, it's a big deal when, when you've been doing this since I think he's about six years old. Yeah. And really Isn't doing it. Isn't that crazy? Really doing it. People don't really look at the whole story with him. I mean, but, I mean even still. But notice, okay, so, so we got it. <clears throat> we understood that aspect. Oh, let me, let me just say this, too. Um, Stephen A. Smith was saying that Floyd was missing on a lot of punches. I don't know if you guys watched first take. Um, and I work. <laughs> I'm, I'm in work attire right now. <laughs> you people can't see me. But anyway, so um, he said Floyd was missing a lot of punches, but he connected on 53% of his punches. I think Floyd's all-time like stats are like 40%. Yeah. So if he was missing a lot of punches, but he still landed better than he did with Pacquiao, Zab Judah, Canelo. Who said who said this again? Stephen. Stephen yeah, he's been he's been kind of. So it, it was just throwing me off to say that <laughs> the man looked old, but and Floyd has like one of the best connect percentages of all time. And so if you hit, just imagine this: every two times I throw a punch, I hit you. Yeah. And you look at uh, yeah, McGregor. Yeah. Come on. So yeah. you got to throw four punches to hit me once. Yeah. And you're throwing punches like hammer fists. His fist. hammer yeah, fists. Yeah, yeah, he would have been disqualified. You're, you're but you know, pack, had he not been McGregor, he would have been disqualified for that. Right. And, oh, yeah. And, and, I, and, and, I the think, ref, and the ref really kind of gave him some leeway. A lot of leeway. Well, the, the ref had to because there's no way 
with the amount of hype this fight had, he could have he could have ended this on a disqualification. I would have been him. You know, you know how many people would have been upset. Like it would have been an uproar. Yeah, it would have right, been, right, been right. a mess. Ma- they couldn't have done it. So Stephen A. Smith, you're wrong on that. Fifty three percent is the highest I've ever seen in my life. Actually. <laughs> um, see, when when let's to give McGregor some credit though. Absolutely. To go to go ten, 10 rounds. rounds you know, to go 10 rounds is a testament to the stamina. He lasted longer than we thought. It's much longer than what he, he would have. If it was a UFC fight, it would have been over. You know, they would have, it, 20 minutes of that fight would have been gone if it was a UFC fight. And, and that's saying a lot. And I think, I think in terms of from what I saw, maybe it's because, you know, we can say because Floyd was this, whatever. Yeah, but I think even Floyd gave him some credit after. Like, you know, he, he right. was better than I thought. And he was switching stances. Yes. And then he would come back and jab two exactly. or three times. That was throwing Floyd off I a think, little bit. I think it, that McGregor would have a, have a decent regular boxing career if he wanted to do that. I think he would have had to start at 20 and not yeah, I think Yeah, I think he's a little too old to try to start now. Because, I mean, if, if you look have, at his – even if you look at his work ethic and his training for boxing – it's not there. For MMA, we'll give it to him. Like he knows, he knows his craft. But for boxing, he's not there. He would, he would literally have to dedicate the his next three to five years to, to really become 34? a boxer. And by then, he's going to be too old to do the sport. Is is but, but he has the win? skill set. Yeah. He, he does. He does have the skill set. And I mean, he was he was a much better boxer. Than I anticipated. Like I didn't and he expect was still him. Awkward as a bad boxer. You know who could have no, done I mean, better? Good as an awkward boxer. You know who could have done better? Who? Anderson Silva. Yeah, he's an Olympic if, boxer. If the weight classes would have permitted. Well, such yeah. A situation. Well, isn't he a middleweight? Well, Anderson Silva is about one eighty-five. Yeah, Anderson's a little bigger than. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's much. So, so the middleweight division is different. Like middleweight in um, boxing is like one sixty. Okay. Because I, I feel like, like for this fight, didn't Floyd have to come up in weight? Floyd's fought at 154 before. But he had to come up for this fight because yeah, McGregor was already... He's already... He's fought at that weight. I mean, he used to fight at that weight. Yeah, so what right. do you mean? But I'm saying, up? but his... I feel like... I could have sworn in, like, his last few fights wasn't at that weight. It was at a lower weight. He I could have sworn he was... I was just, 47. I was just talking about... I was just talking about in terms of, of skill, skill set. set. I understand. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm in terms of skill so set. So he would have to fight somebody like Andre Ward. You get what I'm saying? Anderson Silva. That's what I'm saying because all, all I'm saying is that when you're watching... When you're watching McGregor and you're seeing what he was able to do, even though you are, know, you, are you asking if it can translate from somebody else? Like if John Jones was to fight, let's say a cruiserweight, because we watched uh, what was the guy's name? I, I messed up his name a few times. Oh, Jack Bodu. Yeah, Bodo. So let's just say John Jones was to fight somebody like that. Do we think he could stand in the ring and punch? Maybe I don't know. John Jones is a freak, though. Yeah. So, I, mean, I would give John Jones a better chance than I ever give Conor McGregor striking, even though Conor McGregor's a good striker too. The only thing is, there's so many things that John Jones uses that he couldn't use. Like he's a big elbow guy. Yeah, but that's the same know. thing with McGregor though. If you ever watch his fights, McGregor's big using his elbow as well, and that was one thing I was concerned you that thought was I thought it was going to happen. Yeah. And if you if you really watch the fight, but if you really watch the fight, there were a couple of times where you could see he was turning his hips like he was getting ready to make a kick, and it's like he caught himself. Like, there was a few times where his but MMA I res- came out. I respect out. that. That's, that's why I'm saying, is this not a win for MMA, even, even though he lost? I mean, you know how people say that a win's a win and a loss is a loss. Yeah. There are no more victories in sports. Yeah. I don't—, I don't I th- I, 
if, if I'm going to hold true to that, then no. But honestly, I think that this was the best this fight could have actually have been. Right. It saved. It, 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 it didn't put yeah. a tarnish. It didn't tarnish boxing, and it actually put uh, MMA's, I guess, best star in a, in a positive light yes. against a great. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree fair, with that. Fair, fair enough. I don't think you could have said it any better than that. I think that's. It couldn't be better than what it was. Because if, if, if it, Connor would have beat him. It would have been like the end of the world. And then, <laughs> you know, the, the funny thing about anything that would happen in that fight, the supporters of the other fighter already had their excuses on deck. Yeah. If McGregor would have won, oh, he's 40. He couldn't have did that to Canelo. He couldn't have <laughs> did that to Triple G. He couldn't have done that to Earl Spence Jr. And so, and then obviously with McGregor losing, everybody was like, well, obviously Floyd's Exactly. <laughs> so, he, they were expecting him to Right, lose. right. So everybody already had their excuses on deck. And I feel like for like two or three days, like people were still like trying to give Conor like moral victories. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> oh, he lasted 10 rounds in his ring, yeah, but he would last one round in, in the cage. Or yeah, that's not how out. Floyd fights. It's about winning. Floyd won the way he thought he should win. And he didn't even fight the way that we're used to him fighting. So that just goes to show that... He uh, switched it up. Right. And if Floyd was 30 years old, he would have knocked him out in the fifth or, or, or the yeah. fourth Floyd, round. Young Floyd, <laughs> young Floyd would have handled that. It was, that's the first thing I noticed. I was like, 29, 40? Oh, man, I forgot everybody was 40 years old. Oh, my <laughs> right. God. Yeah, but you don't act like a 40-year-old. I mean, not, not, not saying there's a specific way you have to act, <laughs> but I'm saying... In the ring, <laughs> I know what 40 looks like. And it didn't look like Floyd. Definitely I'm, I'm just saying, even, even Floyd would have lost to a lot of young fighters uh-huh. that night but at the same time Floyd has gracefully aged in the ring unlike any other fighter and yeah. we can bring up the Muhammad Ali's the Sugar Ray Leonard's the Sugar Ray Robinson's and the like and say that they're greater boxers than Floyd Mayweather but when they got old they got old yep Roy Floyd, Jones they that got was, old that's the one that always hurt me the right. most and, yeah he got when, old quick too it's the like thing about what it happened at 35 Floyd was still the pound-for-pound pound best fighter in the world. At yeah. 38, he beat a top-five fighter. You can't say that about yeah. those greats I just named, Roy Jones, yeah. Ray Leonard, Ray Robinson, they, the Muhammad only, Ali. The only, blemish, the only blemish that they'll say is that he, did, he, he beat a lot of his top fighters, a lot of the top fighters, when they were old. I, can, I, could, I could go for that. But at the same time, they had the same thing he had going for themselves. Like yeah. Pacquiao? Was still the next time Pacquiao fought somebody, he knocked him out, and it was a young fighter. By a Toro. Remember, he didn't fight Gotti or whatever his name is. Who? Pacquiao? No, no, Mayweather. No, 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 no. I'm saying after after um, he beat Pacquiao, and people say Pacquiao was old, uh-huh. but Pacquiao went out and beat Chris Algieri, which was a That's decent true. fighter, and he knocked him out. And Pacquiao was an older guy. Um, it's been several examples of these people saying the people he beat were old. But these people kept fighting for and, four or five years and, still and winning. Thing. Yeah, and still did their thing. So, Fair so enough. I just think that people should give – I know people don't like Floyd, but they don't give him enough credit for aging. But you know what? Has. With that fight, I still felt you saw Floyd's age, though. You, you saw it in the fact that if he was younger, he would have ended, ended it quicker. But you know what? Not to cut you off. I think he even saw his age in that fight, and that's why he damn sure made sure he said, not doing enough. I'm not fighting no more, so none of you young guys try to call me out. I'm retired. I'm done. But I think he was done regardless. I, don't I, know, think, I, I, I know he was done regardless, but I think if he would have, I think if he would have had maybe a better showing in his mind, because I, I feel like at the end of it, he's happy he won, but I feel like he might be a little upset about 
His performance. Yeah. I don't think so. I think I think he knew that he was going to take punches because of what he wanted to give the fans. Floyd has not fought like that in a very, very long time. And when he did fight like that, he was very, very young. And so what I'm saying is the punches that we're saying he took were a part of his strategy in terms of not to say he was trying to get hit, but he knew that to do what he wanted to do, the probability of him being hit was a lot greater. Yeah. So, I mean, I get what everybody's saying in terms of he looked older. Obviously, he is older. But at the same time, I still seen a Floyd Mayweather when he wanted to duck and slip punches, he did. I didn't see a Floyd Mayweather get beat up. No, not at all. No, nah, definitely he, not. He was, he definitely was, not. But that's what, I, that's, that's what I seen from a, a old Sugar Ray get beat up by, like, Terry Norris and Hector Macho Kamara. I've seen all these great fighters in their late 30s or mid 30s going into their 40s look old. Yeah. And, I, and, and when I say look old, it's not just look. They took physical punishment. There was not one point in that fight where I thought Floyd Mayweather was in, was in trouble. Me neither. Oh, no. I mean, there was, there was, that never happened. So that's what I see in an old fighter. I'd be like, yo, like when Larry Holmes was beating up Muhammad Ali, I felt sorry when I seen that, yeah. th- that film because yeah. it was just like, yo, Man. was this the onset of his Parkinson's? Like to see him get hit in his head that many times, you know? So it was just an interesting situation um, to say the least. It was so many layers to it in terms of him being old, McGregor being the best in his sport, McGregor doing better than we thought, yeah. Floyd knocking somebody out for the first time in a long time. I, I thought it had its 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 um its its moments. Okay, okay. I mean, to kind of wrap things up though on this, I just want to say the one person that I feel the most sorry for in regards to this situation though is whoever has to fight Conor McGregor next in in the octagon because whoever, whatever fight he's gonna have the next. I the, think he learned a lot in his fight boxing wise. Yeah, yeah, I think he's gonna. Oh yeah, he's gonna have a much savage, stronger stand up yeah, game. He's gonna savage somebody. And he's been knocking people out yeah. in MMA. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want. And that's be why that they guy. call it striking. Yes, it's not boxing. Yeah, it's, that's why they call it striking. <laughs> Definitely. All right. So let's jump into uh, you know our our wonderful wonderful sponsor before we jump into our, our one of my favorite segments, just in case. So so t- uh, tell us a little bit about this it. next segment is sponsored by Absolute, powered by Life Sports Fitness. I want everybody to go to www.lifesportsfitness.org. Or www.antibullyingbuddy.com for more information on our sponsors. Absolute is doing a lot of things right now. He has a comic book out called Keep Dreaming. He has an anti-bullying campaign, and all his music is is positive and refreshing for the community. And Life Sports Fitness is a nonprofit organization that has many programs, after-school programs, full-day camps, sailing, tennis, they actually just started an entrepreneurship program, so check them out. And we just want to give a special shout out to our sponsors, Absolute Power by Life Sports Fitness. All right, talk to me, Jason. All right, guys, we're about to hit up just in case. So, just in case any of you missed any of this information that's happened over the last few days or into last week, uh, so a little soccer: Ronaldo wins UEFA Player of the Year. It's a big again, thing right? to him. Yeah, again. Uh, Dabo Sweeney, head coach for Clemson, got a contract extension, eight years, $54 million. Uh, Michael Vick is going to join Fox as an analyst, so he's hanging up the cleats. Uh, Patriots star receiver Julian Edelman torn ACL out for the year. Mm. So all you uh, fantasy people, Chris Hogan and Danny Amendola, 
draft Brandon Cooks like And Brandon I Cooks, those are your go-tos. Um, the Bucks are uh, kind of waiting behind the scenes to see what happens with um, the Cavs and Boston in this trade. But I'll leave it there. What trade? I'm talking about the, the Kyrie-Isaiah trade that's uh, <laughs> still looming out there. So for all of you that haven't heard, trade still hasn't gone through yet because of Isaiah Thomas's hip injury. So we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, Andy Murray, tennis star, withdraws from the U.S. Open with a hip injury. Seems like everybody is uh, having hip injuries these days. The Cleveland Browns, they've named Deshaun Kaiser the starting quarterback over Brock Osweiler. Matthew Stafford is now the highest paid quarterback in NFL history with a five-year deal worth $135 million. Hold on, pause on that. Not just the highest paid quarterback, but the highest paid player. Oh, highest paid player. That's crazy. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people, can we stay on that real quick just for like a few minutes? Real yeah, quick? man. A lot of people were upset about this at first. But I mean, how do you feel? You know, they, I saw a particular graphic that showed, you know, him, Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. And it talked about how Matthew Stafford had zero playoff wins. Correct. And so a lot of people were like, well, how is the guy with, you know, the, the, the highest paid guy? How does he have no playoff wins? But in his defense, a lot of people were saying that, like, Matthew Stafford is the only reason why Detroit wins any game is really. Do you agree, agree with that? that. Yeah. So, so that. is he really – you think he's deserving of this? Or, you know, some people are saying it, some people are Well, not. then you have to still look at – I mean, before this happened, Derek Carr was the highest paid, and he hasn't won a playoff game either. But he's also been playing a lot less than Matthew Stafford. So, I mean, so what, then what does that mean? You're, you're putting your faith in – something you're hoping to be when at least Matthew Stafford has proved that he's a winner for the last however many years. That's pretty, uh, it's pretty fair point, sir. <laughs> so, you know. It's pretty fair point. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, what it boils down to is not who's the best on the field. It boils down to football as a business and age and what's happening at the time in terms of the market matters. So if the quarterback market is climbing to unprecedented heights in terms of salary and income, that's what's going to happen when the next prime franchise quarterback comes up for a contract. So if he would have hit the street, if he would have became a free agent, he would have got the same amount of money or more. Somebody would have been dying to pay him. Okay. So instead of letting him run away, you know, lock him down and pay the good quarterback what he, what he needs to get made. Because that's what he is. He's a good quarterback. He's not great. He's a good quarterback. So, so you, don't, you, you put him in what, second tier? Absolutely. So he's not a first-tier quarterback. Well, define first tier. In our, in first tier, I, we got Aaron Rodgers. We got Tom Brady. Tom Brady we got Drew Brees. Is a tier one. Okay. Um, then no, he's not there. No, he's right. second tier. He's okay. he's with the, the the Matt Ryan's and the I guess Russell the, Wilson. Yeah, yeah Russell the, Wilson. maybe the Joe Flacco's of the world a few years ago. I, I, like, they say Joe Flacco's tier three now. That's why I said a few years ago. Years ago, I caught that. Yeah, I caught that. <laughs> I had to prep yeah. my statement. <laughs> But, right, you know cool. what, speaking of Joe Flacco, he's actually resumed throwing, so he's coming back off of that injury. Um, and last but not least, Joe Hayden was cut by the Browns today, two-time Pro Bowler with the Browns. He was cut. He was free to sign with any team after 4 p.m. He's already found a new home, signed with the Steelers. Uh, so my pick for the Super Bowl coming out the AFC just got better. Got better. Yeah, and they kind of needed some help in the secondary, actually. They got some young guys out there, Artie Burns from the U, 
Um, but Joe Aiden will definitely make him a lot better. I was actually hoping um, they were going to get him down here in Miami. I was hoping for that one. Miami, Miami's looking nice, man. They won all their little playoff game, their little preseason games, right? They did all. No, no, they didn't. They didn't win. No, who won all their preseason games? Um, the Browns won all their preseason games. The Browns like, did they really? <laughs> yeah, I know they were two and zero the last time. We had this <laughs> yeah, they won all their preseason games. But what I mean is, I'm sorry, Miami. Miami looked really good, like really good. Some people are even saying that their receiver trio might be might be better in terms of just chemistry than than the Giants' receiver trio. I can go for that for chemistry because um, Sterling Shepard is a rookie and he didn't play all of last season and then Brandon Marshall hasn't been there so I can go for that yeah Stills and Stills is Parker nice. yeah. and Landry they make they have a, you know each have a different skill set even though Landry and Stills are like the same size to some degree they play a lot different um, Skills is a more of a home run threat Landry plays more in the middle in the slot and he does his damage on like trick plays and stuff like that and Parker's like that big body um, receiver that you know can kind of make do you think happen. Do you think that their improvements on the line will be enough for them to compete in their division? I mean, at least wild card, if, if anything. And, and, and do they some, won't be able wait, to. Wait, yeah, time, out, time, out, time, out, be, time out, time out, time out, time out. I don't understand why every Patriots, single man. week, this is the third week in a row, you keep talking about Dolphins and wild card. I'm telling you, the Dolphins are winning the division this year. End of story. Let's move on. Next. <laughs> Anything else on just in case, bro? That's it. <laughs> that was it. We, we we locked it down. Man. All right. Cool, cool, cool. So then let's jump into this trade, man. So last week we spent the whole show almost talking about a trade that might not happen. And that's the trade between Kyrie Irving and Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder and Aziz, whatever his name is. Whatever it is. That guy in the first round pick. So anyways. You know, it's um, it's crazy because basically when Isaiah got to the uh, physical, you know, he, he there was some concerns about his uh, his hip, thinking that he might not come back to the Isaiah Thomas that we saw last year. And um, you know, obviously this this you know the the Cavs have a chance to to renege on everything, and just keep Kyrie. If the trade falls apart, it seems like it's going to affect. The Celtics a little more than it's going to necessarily affect the Cavs because listen, if you send Isaiah Thomas and Crowder back, that's a whole. They're the, the morale is gone. They were burning this dude's jersey. They was doing all kinds of stuff after this dude played, and then we didn't say that last week, but Over two China, days, after two time, time, days time. after his his sister died, he went out there and and, and, and I don't think anybody would have blamed him for not playing. But first of all, you know, and I, I as much as I'm not a LeBron fan. I big up for the fact that he came out and say, like, how are you burning this man's jersey when he got traded? He had no choice in what was happening. It was a business decision, and Boston decided to part ways with him. So why are the fans burning his jersey? I could understand if he up and left, free agent, you're upset. Hold on, Jason. I still I don't understand the burning of the jersey thing. I still think that's ridiculous. Okay, I was about to say because oh, I yeah, can't yeah. understand that part. Right, I don't understand that. But you know, it you makes could be, more sense. It make exactly. It makes more sense if he decided, you know what, I'm a free agent now. I'd rather go to Cleveland and stay in Boston. But the man got traded, so I don't understand why people felt the need to burn his jersey when. Nah, you're right. Every day something happens in our society to further let us know that people are delusional. Yeah. <laughs> Nonstop. <laughs> 
nonstop. But now, now if that trade falls apart, you know, you already kind of mentioned it in just in case. There's obviously the Milwaukee Bucks who kind of jumped into it a little bit, saying that they, you know that their deal would be centered around Malcolm Brogdon and um, Chris Middleton. You know, if you think of a lineup, if you think of that lineup for Cleveland, it's not a bad lineup or anything like that. But do you think it's enough for Kyrie? Irving? Now you're matching Kyrie up with Giannis and and all that. That's 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 scary. Yeah, I don't. But I don't know enough about Brogdon yet. Yeah, I mean, he won rookie, rookie of the reigning rookie of the year. So I mean, Again, I don't know enough about him. But to, you know what, Chris Middleton is decent. He's decent, but he's also coming off of injury, yes. so that may play a factor in what he can really do. That's definitely not going to give you that defensive. Give me Tom Maker. But it's not going to give you. From, but but you got to remember, it's not going to give you that defensive presence that Crowder was going to give them. No, and they're going to lack the scoring because. Brogdon isn't going to put up the kind of points Kyrie put up, or he's not going to put but up the kind of points. He'll be the playmaker that LeBron is always crying about. Right, he'll definitely do that. And for Cleveland, they're going to get size. They're going to get that young, defense. and they're going to get that young talent that they really wanted back out of some out of this right, deal. He's actually younger than Kyrie. Well, yeah. obvious, obviously. Well, I, it, I didn't say it like it was, you know, I mean, revolutionary. You, you, but you did. I did. I, I mean, <laughs> the reigning, the reigning rookie of the year. The point was, young we talent. knew he was younger than Kyrie. No, you know, there's some rookies that are older than Kyrie. There've, there've been rookies older than. They didn't win rookie of the year. I, I mean, it's, it's possible, Jason. <laughs> you guys are hilarious right now. Listen, listen. Don Maker. Now, now um, Don Maker. Wow. No, um, that's true though. Good point. But anyways. <laughs> Anyways, Boston could close this deal if they just give up Tatum. They'd never do it. Why not? Tatum Tatum is going to be their future. Tatum's dope, but... Tatum Tatum is who, in the next, I'll say, three to five years... Don't, don't start talking crazy. ...is who they're probably going to start building around. Oh, okay. That's oh, okay. Never mind. Wait, what are you, what are you no, nothing, gonna nothing, say? Nothing, 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 nothing. I just thought you were about to go off I mean, the deep end. Yeah, yeah, because I was. I've been watching. I've been watching a whole bunch of stuff on Tatum. I'm like, yeah, he's he's good. I mean, I, don't, I, mean, I still I think D, I still think D Nice is better than him. Right, I think. In, but for Boston, if you look at their team now, in three to five years, he's going to be their centerpiece. Yeah. As long as he continues to get better, I mean, obviously, if he takes a step back, then we're talking a different story, but. He'll definitely be their centerpiece, and I don't think they want to get rid of that talent because, I mean, there's a lot of potential there. You're 100% right. So, I mean, guys, do you think 100%. this deal— 100%. No, no, he's 100% right. Do you think if that— If Kyrie's there, you're not 100% right. No, if Kyrie's we're, there, we're, he's still, they're still going to build around— You think going to build around a point guard? That doesn't work. We already know that doesn't work. It didn't work with Jason Kidd. You think it's going to work with Kyrie Irving? You didn't think it worked with Jason No, it didn't work. They caught—didn't they, they, they get swept? I'm, I'm saying, hold on, whoa, whoa. Jason Kidd, when they built, when the Nets built around Jason Kidd, with they, Kenya got to Martin. The, they got to the finals and got, and what happened? But look who they played. You're right, but it happened what? more than one time. Stop whispering. It happened both times. So you're, you're saying that no team would ever build around a point guard? You're, if you're gonna say the, if you're gonna say the Lakers, that's not true. They built around Kareem. Ma- Magic was complimentary to that, and then when they went to the finals I again. I know, but I can't think of another one that you could have possibly said. So the Lakers aren't doing that now? Around Ball? You made a face like that. No, but Ball just, Ball just got there, bro. How they building around oh, Ball on, if he on, just stop. got there? But we're talking about Tatum, and he just got in Boston. So. But he's not a point guard, though. 
You're right. He's a player. My point is. Oh, man. <laughs> my point is, if you can build around Tatum, you can build around Ball. And I see a lot more in Ball than I see in Tatum. That's all I was saying. And if Kyrie is in Boston, that team is getting built around Kyrie and not Tatum. That was my only point. In three years, when Kyrie is 28, they're focusing on his concerns, not Tatum's concerns. There's only I, I, I disagree with that. There's only one team I can think of that was building around a point guard. Hold on. And Tatum might not even be good enough for them to Listen, consider I, his point. I know, well, I mean, exactly. Consider you know, his just... opinions. <laughs> there's one, there's one, one team, and I'm glad you brought this up, there's one team that I can think of, and I would say that would be Steve Detroit. Nash. Nah, Detroit, the Detroit Pistons would so I So Phoenix of. wasn't built around Steve Nash? And won, man. I'm talking about and won and did well and like went further. Boston will never win, so what difference does it make? We're talking about Jason Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> You know what exactly I'm talking about. I'm talking about if you're trying to win, like if you're trying to win the cup, you know, the championship, you know, you're not building around your point guard. You're going to build around something a little bit more, you know, because it's just not. What else, what else do you build around? So you, okay, so you're basically saying you got to build around the three or you got to build around the five. Generally, if you're, if you have, a, if you have either one of those, you have either, if you have a solid five, you, you have some interior defense and some inside scoring, which creates foul trouble, creates bad matchups. So if you have a solid three, you have somebody who can generally cover multiple positions mm-hmm. and then can generally get to the line easier and usually can body people, so on and so forth. Point guards can do a lot of damage, and don't get me wrong, they're a great point guard is an asset, but just as much as like, I love Chris Paul, they try to build around Chris Paul and it never worked. You know why? Why? This was the Kobe, oh, LeBron, man. Tim Duncan era, and but he just got caught up in that. If you, want, if, if you won't blame it on those other players, I think, historically speaking, it's just never That's been. five, five, and three. I think How basketball, long? the shortest guy, shouldn't be the guy that you build your whole team around. But let me just say this. That's, you know I just mentioned 13 championships? Chris oh. Paul's been in the league, what, 11 years? He got caught up in that. Okay. So while the two of you have been yapping, yeah. Cleveland and Boston have reached an agreement, according to league sources. This just happened. <laughs> just happened. Breaking news. So what? So so the that trade agreement. What that agreement? Well, we don't know if Boston had to toss in another pick so. or anything I like that. So because they were already giving up too much. But then I, I felt like pick. they were giving up too much as well. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, you know, whenever try, they try decide. Yapping, Chris. We weren't discussing. Yeah, I know. Like, Jason always got some kind of terminology yeah, for you us, know. man. You t- just saying. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, we do got some stuff to do though. Jason actually about to put it down real quick. We gotta we gotta hit up a segment that we haven't been able to hit up recently, but we're about to hit it up right now. And to kind of set it up, I'm gonna set it up like this. Hold up. Um, I'm gonna need you to hook it up real quick, cause yeah. One second, guys. Technical difficulties. In three, two, one. What? them Gators. Talk to me, Jason. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I'm about to give a breakdown of the Gators, courtesy of my boy, Jimmy T. Um, so he did all the work. 
So I'm just going to read it for him <laughs> since, you know, he couldn't. I the fact that he graduated from college and he knows how to cite. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what is this APA? What is this MLA? <laughs> MLA format. <laughs> so, um, yeah, my boy did all the work. So I'm just going to read it off for him since he couldn't be here tonight. So he said, you know, two big questions surrounding the Gators football this season. How will the defense fare after losing seven starters? The obvious glaring hole since, team t- since Tim Tebow left, can they get a consistent and productive play from the quarterback position? So uh, the defense in the secondary lost Quincy Wilson to the Colts, Tez Tabor to the Lions, Marcus May to the Jets. Also lost Marcel Harris, leading tackler last year for the season, Achilles tendon. So Duke Dawson will hold down to one, one side at cornerback, moving over from the nickel. Nick Washington will step in at safety, has played a ton of football behind some really good safeties in Neal and May, both of which are in the NFL. Chauncey Gardner was supposed to be the man opposite of Duke Dawson, but will move back to safety due to the Harris injury. Marco Wilson, true freshman cornerback, Quincy Wilson's little brother, is getting the nod opposite of Duke, has has had a great camp, quick feet, big physical and versatile. He will move into the nickel in bigger defensive back packages, and Justin Patu Sr. will replace him. Names to watch, Jawan Taylor at safety, played in 10 games last year. If he shows he can communicate better, that could, be a move Gardner, that could move Gardner back to cornerback. Donovan Steiner, true freshman, could push Patu for depth at the outside cornerback position. Linebackers, this group is young but played a lot last four years due to injuries. Four really talented players will rotate, but very thin behind those four. Can't afford to lose anyone. Lost Jared Davis to the Lions, Alex Anzalone to the Saints. David Reese might be the most pure tackler of this group, but has to sure up GPA, or sure up gap integrity, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) He's thinking about his teaching days. (laughs) Vasin Joseph, a thumper, good in coverage, communication is key. See the hit on LSU's Danny Etling. Moon gets the nod over Johnson after having a great camp. Long athletic sideline to sideline linebacker. Kylan Johnson, the X factor of the group. Good in coverage. Was a safety in high school. He will be used all over the field in nickel and dime packages. The D line. This group should be solid with real with really help out the young secondary. C.C. Jefferson, Gators are expecting a monster year out of the end. Jabari Zaninga broke out early last year at the other DN, then tapered off. An offseason of getting stronger should help. More pass, wa- more pass rushers to watch. Clayton, Sherritt, Carter may move inside and out, providing depth across the line. Tavon Bryan, D-tackle, will take over for Caleb Brantley, who was drafted by the Browns. Super talented, probably more than Brantley. Had issues playing within defense. Within the defense, coaches say he has that shirt up. So hopefully that's looking good. Polite has a lot of buzz surrounding him at the other D tackle spot. Brings the edge, energy, and the shit talking to the line. <laughs> Freshman Kyrie Campbell seems to have added himself to the rota- rotation as well. Now to the offense. O-line, Coach Mack has reportedly or repeatedly said this is the strength of his team. The D-line or the O-line has gotten them better off, gotten better off to camp so far. We'll see. 
Um, Ivy moves over to left tackle, his natural position, played at guard for the majority of the last of his first two seasons. Jawan Taylor will man the right tackle position. Tyler Jordan, left guard. Fred Johnson, right guard. TJ McCoy at center. Running backs. This is where it's going to get interesting. The Gators do have a strong group. Jordan Scarlett was supposed to be the starter, but he just recently got suspended today. So we're going to be looking at P. Ryan, who will be our second back to at least uh, have to take over the duties on Saturday against Michigan. Um. <clears throat> Coach Mack says he wants uh, the three guys to contribute. With that being said, Mark Thompson was a disappointment last year. Comparisons to Derrick Henry coming out of JUCO, runs too high, and had fumbling issues. Look for Malik Davis to pass Thompson on a depth chart. True freshman out of Tampa hits the hole hard, breaks tackles, and has the speed to take it to the house. Wide receivers and tight ends. Antonio Call Callaway, which is Gators' star wide receiver, he's also suspended for this first game against Michigan. Uh, he is actually projected to be a top 10 pick, but we'll see how that happens with uh, quarterback play and how he handles this suspension. Uh, Tyree Cleveland came on towards the end of last year, big and fast, definitely the biggest deep threat for this group. Senior Brandon Powell will be in the slot. Key for his success is for the quarterback to get him out into space. Dre Macy will be everywhere, was supposed to be the X factor in last year's offense. Torres ACL in the first half of the first game received a medical red shirt. Names to watch, sophomores Josh Hammond and Freddie Swain. <clears throat> My pick to ball out this year, according to Jimmy. Also, true freshman Tony will get some Wildcat packages as quarterback. Tight end Goolsby and Lewis are both talented receivers, should have good year catching the ball. Blocking is a concern for both. Spent all offseason getting stronger and working on technique. So, let's see. Who's going to throw to them? As you all know, Malik Zaire transferred from Notre Dame. But funny enough, Felipe Franks, redshirt freshman, was named a starter today. Luke Del Rio is still on the roster. He knows the playbook better than anyone, but he's coming off of a, a shoulder surgery. Uh, Max says it's even across the board. But like I said, uh, Felipe Franks was named the starter this year. Uh, Zaire will bring athleticism to the position. And, um, you know, we'll see. But Franks has the big arm and has become more accurate since arriving in Gainesville at 6'6". He can see the field and has knowledge of the playbook since he was an early enrollee last year. His talent matches the receiving talent around him. He will make mistakes but has the biggest upside of the three. Prediction, 9-3, and three, including a loss in the SEC championship. So Who that's the, the game? Michigan Saturday. You know, I'm going with a win. I feel we're going to start off the year strong. We actually have the longest streak of wins to open the season. So when you say we, the Gators, the Florida Gators. I understand. When you say the we, Florida Gators, you're an alum of the Gators. The Florida. Answer, ask your question. Yeah, you're, why are you you're, doing this? I'm just saying. You keep saying because you I, never, yeah, because you I, never really kind of, you never really like it, I, like I, said that. Yeah, I'm well, just you know, I was, I was, I was reading my report from a boy. You said we and that, that, that put, that, that, that put it together. Who was your favorite college football team, Jason? 
Florida Gators. Okay, then. Okay, that's that's all I want. That's to know. all we want. Is that because you know? went to the school? Oh my or? goodness gracious! <laughs> I'm just asking a question. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> it is. It's, 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 be, it's because why I went to the school. But you know, it's not a secret <laughs> at all. You said that? Like, I mean, but he's a he's a he's a grad of the same. But you know, but too. what's what's crazy is I used Owls, to F-A-U. I used to be a diehard Canes fan. I still like the that's Canes. That's why I was trying to figure out because and kids, and my first two my first two years my first two years in Gainesville it took a while for me. To actually convert into a me. Gator, <laughs> and um, I eventually did. So it's not like they're a Gators. bad team. Who? And when you went there, they probably were killing it. I think. The I mean, when you were going there, they were probably when I when I was there. I mean, we won the two national championships, yeah. and then we also won the two in basketball as well. So I mean, yeah. it was an exciting probably, time. It was probably hard to not be a Gators fan back I then. I understand. I just I just didn't yeah. know what we meant because I know him to be from Who, Miami, what, and, 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 <laughs> man, and a graduate of FAU. So I'm so, just trying to find out what we meant. That was listen, it. You, but see, Jason doesn't like to be challenged. You see how he got? Because he does this shit to us all the time. I'm good. I'm good. I'm chilling. Anyways, we're wrapping this one up. Oh, man, good job, man. Listen, it read like a book report, but um, but I, I, I do I do know a little hey, bit more about the respect the most though. I this came out. I was gate. This is MT. You know, with, with the citation. You know, yeah, yeah, amazing. man. He definitely, he definitely cited his source. Shout out to, shout out to si- source citing right now. No fake yeah, news. You out know, because you know a lot of people out here plagiarizing everything, everything copying man, people's posts know, and yeah. acting like they philosophers. You know, saying their speeches at national conventions and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. You know, you name it, man. It's just like it's a just normal happening. thing to do. But anyway, so now we got to jump into our a segment you guys are familiar with already. So. All right, all right, all right. So we are jumping into the last segment in terms of the division. Time out. What's up? Oh. So what Boston sent to complete the trade Uh-oh, update. was a second-round pick in 2020. So that was it. Okay, so they, they kept everything plus they added another pick. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> no, no, we're good, oh. we're good, we're good, good. So, so we got to finish things up, and so we're jo- we're traveling to the West Coast. We're traveling all the way to the best coast to see what's up. You know how they say it: West yeah, is the yeah. best, yeah. West side is the best. Side. Hey, you already know, man. Listen, they got earthquakes over there. Not fond of that. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I'm not fond of the earthquakes neither. Look, but I can I can prepare for a hurricane. Yeah, I can't yeah, prepare yeah. for an earthquake. The ground moving. <laughs> the ground's not supposed to move. Correct. So there's definitely a lot of teams to talk about in regards to the AFC and NFC West. Where do you guys want to start, though? Let's start. All we always start in the basement, and then we go to the attic. So, so no, but which which basement? conference? Which conference? Yeah, what's the basement on this one? I don't know. Well, then we might as well I go might as NFC. NFC West. Yeah, and because talk about San the 49th. Yep. And then move on. <laughs> Because yeah, they okay, don't have yeah, a quarterback. Yeah, yeah we'll do that. <laughs> we'll, we'll do that. <laughs> That's then, so savage. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll, hold we'll, on. Really, really, off the top of your head, name one person on the San Francisco 49ers. Go. Blaine Gabbert. Good job, Blaine, Jason. Yeah, Blaine, yeah, I couldn't. That's terrible. I couldn't. Wait, isn't Carlos Hyde still there? Say, yeah, because yeah, the guy I was going to say wasn't there anymore. So I was like, Amad Brooks is, just got cut, and he's playing for Green Bay. He was a longtime person there. 
Yeah, they're just really bad. All right, but we going to – do you want to start with them? Yeah, we have to. We can't just say next? <laughs> we can. All right, all right, all right. Listen, <laughs> we, can do them like, we can do them like we did the Bears, even though I've never been to San Francisco, so I can't say places to yeah, go. Maybe you shouldn't go. You're Wait, a married man. Golden, Golden, Gate, Golden go. Gate Bridge. <laughs> all right, I mean, moving they, on. They got, they got young talent. Let's talk about let's let's not be let's not be assholes Who right now. Who did they pick okay? in the draft? <laughs> let's let's. I let's feel talk so unprepared to talk about <laughs> the worst team in the league. Actually, can we agree that this may be the worst? You know what should happen? What they should have a Super Bowl for the worst team in the league, and the Jets should play the Niners. Would you guys watch that? No, no, I really wouldn't. It's like a preseason game, right? It's yeah, worse than that. It might be a high school game. Wow, man! You think Alabama could beat the Jets or the 49ers this year? Like, let's just say you got the best Damn, you Alabama know. version of itself over the last 10 years, and you do Julio Jones, Mark Ingram, Brody Croyle, yeah. and you just put that all I, together, you think they could beat? But now you're, you're, you're putting in sucks. NFL players. Yeah. so no, in their time. Like oh, when they in were their, playing. I mean. Think they could beat the Niners? They could probably beat the Niners, the Browns, the Jets. <laughs> the Browns are going to be true this year. How y'all feel about Brian Hoyer? All right, fine. Let's stop. He's he's like Luke McCann. How many games? How many games? <laughs> Two, <laughs> one. <laughs> All right, next. That's Listen. terrible. No, you, I mean, no, there's, no, there's, no, there's, no. There's nothing to say about the Forty Nine. I don't even want to like this. Just, I mean, who you know, did they pick in the draft? That's all I want to know. Maybe somebody they on had defense. A very, or very, very high pick. <laughs> they had to. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll have a very, very high pick next, next year. year. All right, let's go to the Rams. Um... The Jeff Fisher era is over. It's now going to the Sean McVay. And he's mad young, right? He's like in his 30s or something. I think he's the youngest. Jason's older than Sean McVay. He's the youngest head coach in NFL. And what was the point of saying that? I I know, right? Dang. Like, for real? Dang. Hold on. I mean, wait. Hold on. Wait, what did that have to do with anything? No, no. Let's take two seconds. Two seconds. No, no, seriousness. Wow, shut up, Floyd. That's, Hold on. That's funny. And in, in all seriousness. That's funny. Jason takes like the the hardest shots at You everybody. wanna hit mute? You wanna hit you mute? Button, bro? Dude, learn how to work a laptop and you, <laughs> you sit see, here talking about this is a guy like now that's got about five or six you. jobs and can't figure out how to use a laptop. <laughs> you just made me a Mexican. You see how Yeah, why why you had to call out you see how Connor said. Stay on topic. Spit <laughs> Connor said, hey, Look, I made him fight like Can we talk about right, Rams? Moving on, Rams. Can we right. talk about I'm the sorry, Rams? I'm sorry, Jason. I just, hey, it was just there on the tip of my tongue. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. It just came out. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean anything by it. So the next time he takes a shot at me, I hope we take five minutes yeah. to address my feelings about Jason. Yeah, we're still into your feelings right now? Okay. Lord okay. have mercy. Go ahead, Rams. Um, McVeigh. Yeah, man. I, okay. Well, basically, the upside for them, obviously, we're going we're gonna to see uh, Goff. Goff coming to his own. Uh, what happened to Curly, though? I wouldn't say what happened to him. We got to see what he does this year. I mean, he had a sophomore slump, to say the least. Okay. Do we not agree with that? Yes. No, 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 no. Definitely. I agree with that. How do you feel about that? I mean, I feel there was a lot of pressure on him, though. You know, their line really wasn't there to, to block like he needed. And the weight of that team, I felt, was on him. Okay. Because Tavon Austin didn't do anything. Um, who else was their receiver last year? Kenny Britt, no? Brian Quick, I think. Yeah. I mean, none of them did anything. You know, you were hoping. Their defense is pretty good. Okay, but Their now, defense isn't bad. But now they have Watkins. Okay. Right? They're going to, you know. they. You yeah, know, Sammy they, Watkins is pretty good when he's healthy. 
Yeah, you know, you know, I, I don't know. I'm kind of excited to see what they're gonna do with that. You know, I well, mean, they have to figure they, out what they're gonna who, do with the other guy. They got, they got, uh, they got uh, Robert Woods. Yeah, he comes from Buffalo. They just got him. If they, if he's there now, yeah. Okay, so they Buffalo. just yeah, because I think Buffalo got rid of everything. Dang, fire sale. But um, what's interesting about this team is they arguably have, depending on who you talk to, the best defensive player in the league, in Aaron Donald. And he's holding out. And it's not like a Le'Veon Bell, I'm coming back on the first. They're suspecting or anticipating him to miss the first week of the season. Well, really? Did you guys hear about no, that? No, I didn't know that. I didn't even hear about that. So, yeah, it's a situation where he's way underpaid if, you know, people like J.J. Watt are getting deals close to, you know, 20 mil. Oh, I know who you're talking about. You're talking and, about and he's, the, yeah, he's a defensive tackle. And yeah. He's a beast. And he's, again, if you talk about the top five defensive players and you don't add Aaron Donald, you're not a football you're fan. Lying, yeah. So, yes, it, I think that's the most interesting situation. Um, How many games are Rams with? Seven. Ooh, you heard that? Six. Four. I still think they're gonna. I still think they're gonna struggle. Yeah, they're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna be good at all, bro. I think they're gonna be fun to watch, but I, they're I gonna be better win. than the Eagles. I don't think they're gonna be better than the Eagles. I don't think so. I don't think you always trying to blow ten <laughs> shots, man. That's why. That's why they come for you, boy. That's why. Maybe if you wasn't always throwing shade, you know, you you, you get some sunshine in your life. <laughs> so, anyways, next up is the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I mean. They're stacked. They're loaded. The, the Cardinals have been stacked for a while. Though, They're loaded, man. Um, what's the running back name? Uh, is it Johnson? Yeah. yeah. He's a fantasy stud. Ooh, that boy can play. And then, I know, don't think he should be the first overall pick in fantasy. Did you see what he did last year? I saw oh, what he did last year. Reminds you. And that's usually what happens. Like That person that has that, you know, that meteorite-like, meteoric rise usually becomes the number one pick. The year after, yeah, this is how it happens. This is how it goes. Um, basically, they have a ton of talent. You know, they're if it's not the the team that we're about to say, it's gonna be this team. It's 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 their division of you know. Does they're Larry retire after this year? Yeah, I think oh. he I think he's done after this. I think he's gonna look to do something else. Like you think he's gonna be on TV like an analyst or anything like that? He's got the ability. He's he's, he's he's definitely he's extremely well spoken, articulate, awesome, intelligent. He's just like Larry's awesome. Like he's just an awesome guy. He really is. He I was really telling is. my dad um because we were discussing the fifty black athletes that they did by the undefeated the other day that we discussed. Uh huh. And he thought Larry Fitzgerald didn't belong on the list. Woo! Crazy. But he was really stuck on Gabby Douglas. But we're not gonna go there. So. They drafted Hassan Riddick. I'm not sure if you guys know about him. He was a linebacker from Temple. Pretty awesome. Pretty pretty good addition to a defense that's always been very opportunistic in terms of turnovers, you know, with Patrick Peterson. They just um, let go of Calais Campbell, but they have the Honey Badger. So I think that they, they have a lot on defense to keep them competitive. I think that their offense has been explosive since Carson Palmer's been there. And if anybody's going to get a run at this, it's going to be them in terms of challenging Seattle. Do we agree with that? Absolutely. All right. So, funny enough, their offensive line isn't the best. And Carson Palmer is pretty old. 
And I made a mistake against the, with the 49ers. Blaine Gabbert is actually Arizona's backup quarterback. Oh, Blaine Gabbert was Cap's backup last year because he started the season and then Cap took over for him. And then Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, he's not right. there anymore. So this year, this year he's okay. with the Cardinals. So oh, Ryan Hoare's so the starter. So when he said, yeah, so when he, he said somebody on, on the Niners. Oh, oh that's I said even, I said Blaine Gabbert when oh, you were like, can you name someone? It wasn't even somebody on the oh, Niners. And I was like, whoa, wait, hold on. That's how bad it is out there. Woo, wow. it's deep. Yeah, well, I still, I still said Carlos team. Hyde. <laughs> yeah. They got a great basketball team out in the Bay. Shout out to the Bay. Shout out to yeah, Dewey Newton. He said they still got a great basketball <laughs> yeah. team. Okay, okay. But I how, think, many, you know, how many games are they going to win? I give them nine. Who? The Arizona. Cardinals. Arizona. That's, yeah. yeah. I give them nine. Yeah. I feel, like, I feel like they're going to fall second in that division, though. They might. See, the NFC is a little tough. I think they might squeak into a wild card spot because obviously the next team we're going to do, I predicted to go to the Super Bowl. So I obviously have them winning the division. So, so we, you know, lend the floor to you on your Super Bowl pick in terms of. Uh, you know, we don't have to. I mean, oh, you know, okay. my Super Bowl pick, Seattle Seahawks. Okay. Um, what do you like about them so much that they're going to win the Super Bowl? You know what? I think that offense is finally going to get it together. Without beast mode? Without beast mode, I feel I feel like. Remember this name, Chris Carson. I feel like he's gonna end up being the starter and yeah. being the stud running back. That's interesting. So no, no Eddie Lacy, no Thomas Rawls, no C.J. Procise. No Chris Carson. Yeah, okay. I feel like he he's gonna Jason he's gonna. Here. I feel like he's going to outwork and outshine the rest of them. I feel Eddie Lacy's still overweight he's not going to be able to do he, he might he might give you like a Legarrette blunt you're on like the goal line and you need that big body to get you in there and you you hand him off the ball but his days of Alabama and his days when he was first with Green Bay those are long gone he I don't know what happened he's not that old though Jason. he's not old but I'm saying he okay for whatever reason he you're can't saying he's fat just yes he's fat okay, no, you know and I feel like I feel like I feel like Russell Wilson and Jimmy Graham will have a connection this year. So I feel like I feel like Jimmy Graham will probably be top tight end this year. They're fun to watch in general. Like oh, yes. like the Seahawks, like on both sides. They on are both sides. But I, one thing I, I really felt hurt them the last year or so is when Beast Mode left. When he retired, uh-huh. they had no run game, and that exposed Russell Wilson. Yeah. Tremendously, because I mean, he couldn't. They they were one dimensional. Mm-hmm. You know, they had they had nothing else going. Huh? He did his thing too. Who Russell? Yeah. Oh, I mean, he but, did, but, but, but I mean, you're right. No, without without the added the, the pressure release, but this, that's football, guys. When you have a good run game, it lets it allows you to do so much more. And and you know, the, the, you're right. It did kind of expose them a little bit, but they did well. They still did well. Yeah, they just ran up against a hot Atlanta team that was about to blow out the Patriots, too. They blew out them, they blew out Green Bay, and they were on the way to blow out the Patriots. And then we have the memes to show the evidence. <laughs> yeah, we don't even <laughs> got to talk about that. But how many, games, how many games Seattle gets? 11. Wow. I was going to go 12. I'm going to go high. I think they're going to be great. Okay, so, so we wait, didn't even talk wait. about their defense. So we still think the league oh, no, their defense, is still they're, they're, no, their defense is Bobby Wagner still Michael Bennett. We yeah. still feel like they're still in their prime. They're yeah. still 
what they need to be. They're good money. They're they're straight. You know what's so funny? It's been like a revolving door at the other cornerback position. You don't know. You, you don't you know it's always so it's Brandon Browner. <laughs> it's been Byron Maxwell. It's been like Deshaun Shed. Who's but there? I don't me, even know who they're. But let me ask you now. this: How would Jeremy you, Lane? How would you have felt if if they would have landed Joe Hayden? Oh my stars! Yeah, that would have been crazy. <laughs> that would honestly, I already feel like this about them. But they're like the greatest secondary in NFL history. And if they would have added history, Joe Hayden, history. If dang, you put all of them dang, together, I don't know about bro, that, bro. Philly had a trill secondary yeah, what years about ago. Philly? Yeah. Miami did. The Raiders did back in the day when they had Sertain and, and, what and about Madison. Baltimore? Listen to me. When you have Earl Thomas and Richard Sherman on the same team, and then the, the third party is is Cam Chancellor, like I yeah, mean, no, no, find no. me another secondary better. No, I, I, mean, I remember Sam Vincent and, and those guys and Brian Dawkins and Philly. They were pretty good. You know, I'm not I'm not discrediting that. I'm just saying. It's Jeremy they Lane, took, by the way. Is the, yeah, okay. I, I did say him last just now. Yeah, okay. But my whole point is that secondary, I think, led this team to a Super Bowl. Name another one. No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yes. You're right. But you act like, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's some... You act like Cliff Averill's not there, and like I'm not like, saying he's not. Michael Bennett's not there, like, but you know? I can't remember a time where a, a secondary has been so impactful for I don't want to say so long because it's only been like four or five years, but That's it's long, been long bro. enough. That's it's long. been long enough for them to be intact, for those three main players to be there, and they're all all pros all the time. I get what you're saying. You're saying that as a collective. They're, and they could just keep just saying, hey, you want to come through the door, Jeremy Lane? You want to come by Brandon here, Browner? Come back, Brandon Browner. Hey, Byron Maxwell with your loose sleeves. You don't want to. Hey, you just <laughs> always be hating on that man. Loose sleeves. You have a bro. very fair point. You have a very fair point. The only reason why I kind of, once you said it, I was like, whoa. It made you no, no, wince. It, well, it's, just because, it's simply because it, this is the only point. And if you disagree, then great. No problem. But let me just kind of just throw it out there. It's that. You know, Richard Sherman is obviously we have a standout. The other guys are all good, above average. I won't even say good. Whoa, you don't think? Whoa, I'm not even saying good. Listen, let me just say, whoa. I think they're above average. But I don't. Ladies think, and gentlemen, this is an Eagles fan. Just want to put that out there. What does that mean? But I, I can back up what I'm about to say, though. Go, I'm just messing with you. Yeah, I can still back up what I'm about to say. God damn! Oh my god! But um, but there's there was there was no there was there's no. Brian Dawkins on this team. Earl Thomas is not Brian Dawkins. Listen, bro? he's not Brian Dawkins. Don't do that. Don't do that. Wait, listen, for real? listen, Wait. listen, listen, right. listen, okay. listen. I listening. just told you. I just told you that they had Cliff Averill. They had Mark. They had yeah, other. Yeah. They have, so you, it, you, you played. You played DB. Yeah. So you're gonna tell me right now when you have a strong front four that goes and, and hurries the off the the, um, the, the quarterback, quarterback right. that it doesn't make your job easier? Yeah, so I, can, I actually can, had that situation. We, yeah, I had can three we act, NFL players on my team mm-hmm. that made my job easier. Okay, so we're going to sit here and act school. like, like d- until until Javon Curse got there, like who did Brock – who? Who? That Eagles defense was raw. I can't they remember were. their names, but, but they, they don't they were act raw, like – But they weren't, they weren't as raw as the, the, the front four for Seattle. And their secondary wasn't as raw as Seattle's yeah. either. Bobby Vincent? I mean, Bobby okay. Taylor? Troy Vincent? Yeah. Dawkins? Uh, who was the uh, – I don't remember who the other cat was. He probably was like the revolving door like the Byron Nah, Max nah, he was, was there for a while too, though. But that's cool, and that's fine. All you said saying, in history, bro. I couldn't do – Listen, can't, listen I can't give me. it to you, man. I just can't that's give fine. it to you. But, you. but I want you just to understand that – I just want oh, you to understand wow. that Cam Chancellor and, and Earl They're Thomas nasty. are not just good. 
I didn't say that. I said above average. But they're above. No. no you can't. So they're the best. Good, so they're the best. You can't name three safeties better than that. So if you go free and strong, there aren't three safeties better than the two of them. Rashard the Jones. Team. But, but, I can Rashard name, Jones. But, I, but I can name safeties that are better, though. In oh, but we're talking right about now? on the same team. No, no, no. He's no, are you mean just? I'm saying he's talking about in the league. I'm saying give me three safeties better than Earl Thomas at free safety, and give me three strong safeties. I feel better. I feel Rashard Jones for the Dolphins is one of the top three safeties in the That's in fine. the league. So give me give me somebody else. Give, Eric Berry, and it stops. I guarantee it might, you. It might. But that's my point. You have two top three safeties in a in a top three corner on the same team. But okay, that has never happened right. ever. Okay. Troy Vincent, not a top three corner in his day, but Brian Dawkins, top three safety in his day. Mm-hmm. The other corner was not a top three corner. Taylor. So, he was, but if we go back to that time yeah. and we start talking about the DBs, they're not in the same category. As These people, Sherman, Thomas, Chancellor, are I, all I pros every year. But they're all year. pros now, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, wait, Champions you want, wait, now, you want them? You like want them to be like, all pros? Like, like so Eric Berry right now is not going to be an all-time great. Like he would have been, been, but he like would have been. Be no, oh, been. I'm sorry. He would have been. I guess we had to bring back the old. So like Eric Reed. I mean uh, Ed, Ed, Reed. Ed Reed. I'm sorry. Yeah. So 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 okay, you want Eric, us to bring back the old people so, so, to talk no, about why Thomas is not as good as Ed Reed? Okay, breaking news. That's fine. Troy Polamalu. I mean, yeah. But I'm saying we're talking about now. Okay, but what I'm saying is the guys. Brian that, Dawkins isn't as good as those guys either. As who? As good as what guys? Guys. Ed Reed said? and Troy Polamalu. Yes, he's he's in the conversation. He's in the conversation, but he's like LeBron. He's James. in the conversation after I've already eaten. He's on. Oh, that, he's in the side that. conversation. Don't do that. Guy. He's not at the it's dinner like table. LeBron James. No, guys, don't do that. Kevin Durant. The guy. Carmelo Anthony. This is this oh, is. Right, that's no disrespect to him. It's oh, not. I mean, he's Ryan still Dawkins good. He's just Carmelo Anthony. He's just I, average. I love your hot take, bro. <laughs> if you want me to say that they have the best ever, that's fine. No, I don't want you to say I that. I don't think they have the best ever. And, I think they have one gonna, of. I think. Okay, you, I think fine, I would have felt Chris. so much better if you said one of the but, best. But ever. again, evidence would show, and we're gonna bring out the stats, and we're gonna put this in the group. We want everybody to come out. This is we got to get back to our memes um, to be dissected. Mm-hmm. Name the greatest secondary of all time. We're going to put this in the group. Everybody check it out. And I'm saying it's Seattle. And I'm saying it's by a landslide at this point. Damn. No, seriously. Because. I'm going to do my research, bro. We if have I come to. back with it. If I come back with it. That's fine. What, you gonna, what, what do I, I get? Do I get something? <laughs> you get a I, consolation prize and you're right. right. You know, nobody ever tells anybody on this show they're right. Anyways, but I, I already gave him a lot of so, love. So I told him they were. I know, right? Jeez. The Steelers. It doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. Oh, when is the last time you told me I was right? <clears throat> when is the last time somebody told Jason you was right? Anyway, so what I'm saying is the Steelers might might get in that conversation in the 70s, but again, it gets convoluted. What I'm what I'm just saying to you is, if we're gonna go by the numbers and the eye test, just find me a, a secondary that had three All Pros consistently for at least four years, and then we can add it. My only problem with that is that I don't think it's just their secondary. I think they have good linebackers. I think they have good front four, and I think that the whole it makes them look better. Okay, no problem. And I think that's I think when you look I at these other guys, I think you put guys, Earl Thomas on any team, he's wrong. Yes, I'm not saying that they're not good players, bro. I'm just trying to say that they look even better because the team, their defense is super stacked, bro. I got you, but just watch Earl Thomas, bro. Alright, stop telling me like I don't watch. I know you're talking about. I, I like Chancellor. Actually. Oh, yeah. bam, bam, yeah. cam. Yeah, I mean, I, listen. I, anyways, guys, we got a whole other division to kind of tackle real quick. Right. Let's uh, let's knock that out the way. So to start things off for the AFC West, let's talk about the Denver Broncos. 
They're not in the basement. Are they not? No, I, I, no we normally start with the basement. The Chargers? Yeah, I guess the Chargers will be the basement. Chargers the basement. Division. Fine. We'll start with the Chargers. So, you know. Philip Rivers, I just want to say this, is going to go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks of this generation. Can, can, I, can I say that, Chris? Is that Bro, okay? you can say whatever you want to say. I'm no, I just, I just want to know if you agree or not. I'm, I, I, no, because he's going to talk about Donovan McNabb. So <laughs> First off, I wasn't even going to bring Donovan McNabb into it, but I know you ain't comparing those two guys. I mean, I don't know what you're getting ready to do. So, right, Philip Philip Rivers. Rivers. And I just feel <laughs> like since his time, he's just had a lot of bad luck. Run into a lot of injuries, had that one really, really special team with LT when they went like 14 and two and they end up losing to the Patriots. And I just feel like every year somebody gets hurt. Like Keenan Allen has been hurt. Now the guy that played for Clemson that actually helped Deshaun Watson win a national championship is now hurt. So it's just like every year, like the offensive line is decimated. So it's just, it's just really sad to see an all time great, not necessarily get a chance to compete with Tom Brady as consistently as, or as often as I, I would like to have seen. Okay. Is Antonio Gates like a hundred years old yet, or like he is? And I think Hunter Henry like has his spot, so he's like a backup tight end, like right now. Nah, he's still the starter. I mean, you don't just shelf someone that could still that's still serviceable. Now he'll probably split more reps and more time with Henry, but Gates is still going to be the starter. Okay. So I mean, what do you think about them though? Like you know, defensively, what do you think about them? Defensively, um, Melvin Ingram. Um, yeah. Shout out to, you know, I always just, just get used to this. Every time somebody's from Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> That's fine. Do that. Joey, Joey Bosa that. from St. Thomas um, was a monster last year, and he only played, like, I want to say, like 12 games. And he had, like, 10 sacks, I want to I say. Um, Casey Hayward, who used to play for the, uh, the Green Bay Packers, got, like, tied for the league in interceptions last year. He was pretty good. So that I think San Diego, like, over San Diego is one of those teams that can win five games or can win nine games because they always end up in situations where they lose a lot of heartbreakers. And this has been what's been happening to Phillip Rivers over the years, especially since LT is left. But do you think, do you think Phillip Rivers has a receiving core that's going to help him? He never really necessarily had to have and one. You said San Diego. You got to stop saying that. Oh, Los Angeles. You. Wow, yeah. I appreciate that. So, you know, maybe New City – Keenan Allen's pretty good. Right. He is good. He is good. No, no, he I mean, is good. He is good. I think he's definitely a good fantasy pick. Keenan Allen's not a good wide receiver. I mean, he'll he'll end up being a good fantasy pick. He is a good fantasy pick. He's a little sleeper. Oh, wow. I mean, I, listen, I, I give him. I mean, he, he's their, he's their, he'll be he's their number one receiver. So I mean, yes, for the Los Angeles Chargers, he's good. I give him. I give him eight games. It sucks that they're in the division that they're in because they're not. They're Do you not, guys think this is the best division in the league? This year? I don't think the Broncos are that great. If it was, if the Broncos were better offensively, I would have said that. You guys would be great. Yeah, but what's crazy is, though, I mean, there's quite a few teams in the NFL right now that Cap could easily start for and do so much better than their current starting if quarterback. Cap was on the, the Broncos with Jamal Charles. No, 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 no. Listen, you ain't got to tell me. You got to tell and me, this, bro. And that, and that defense? Yeah. But then again, you know, eh. Hey, whatever. Eh. Speaking so, of, though, Denver, you know, yeah. the def- defense can only take you so far. We, we can all agree on that, right? I mean, I've seen some de- – Houston has been squeaking in the playoffs with a defense. Listen, Houston has gone through four quarterbacks 
and made it to the playoffs. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I think Denver won't make it because of KC and because of Oakland, but if they were in a diff, if they were let's say let's say if Denver was in the AFC South, they'd make the playoffs. Yeah, maybe. Who's who's in the South again? Uh, the Titans, the Titans, Texans, the, Colts, the Jaguars, the, Colts and the Jags. They they make the playoffs in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they so, who makes say it again? Who makes no, the playoffs? I'm just saying Denver. Denver just oh. happens yeah. to be in a, a tough. I mean, what they were like nine and seven last year. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. No, no, no I get it. I mean, now who, who are the quarterbacks? So Simeon and, and Simeon and Lynch. And, um, and Lynch. No, you know. right. That, but oh. you know what? Denver's undefeated in the po- in preseason. <laughs> So is the Browns. So, so are the I Browns. I don't baby. know what that really translated into. <laughs> so are the Browns. No, but their defense is serious. They're, you know, I mean, we want, do we want to touch on it or do I we mean, already we, know what's you know, up? We've got the usual suspects Von Miller, TJ Ward, Chris Harris Jr., Tlaib. You know, it's it's it's, it's pretty serious, man, yeah, at every level. Caught, um, somebody caught Tlaib, oh. though, in that preseason. I think, was it, I think it was Green. I think he caught him with, like, yeah, he, he yeah. made him spin around. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> Yeah, the, defense, the defense is on point. I mean, I think uh, Shane Ray was about to come into his own. That's who they drafted um, when Demarcus Ware was there, and they wanted him to be like the new edge rusher. And so they, I mean, the defense is is going to be good. It's still young to some degree. It's not like old. And so I mean, I think he can carry them if they get some quarterback play. If they don't get any quarterback play, they'll be nine and seven again. If the quarterback plays fine, they might win eleven games. It's, okay. it's one of those teams that. Could steal a few games because their defense is pretty good. I think 11 is fair. I was going to say 10. I think 11 Wait, is Wait, we didn't even give any uh, prediction for the Chargers. Yeah, we did. I said I said 8. I didn't say anything. I, oh, I didn't say anything either. Man, we just, just said ahead, forget say, the say rest of want. us. Say what you want to say. My bad. What you think? 7. I say 7. Right, so you guys said one less we're, than I did. We're sorry, Chris. <laughs> nah, that's cool. That's cool. Now, now on to the Kansas. Wait, can I can I say my prediction for de- damn? Can <laughs> I say, say my prediction, you say for, prediction Denver? for Denver? No. You, well, you maybe just, you're just, just slow, right? <laughs> can you pick it up, please? Pick up the pace. He's telling me don't whisper. Pick up the pace. I know, right? You see, you see. <laughs> Eight wins. Isn't wow. exactly what I no. I said you don't more. even know what you said. I did say more than I said ten. For Denver? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. So Kansas the, City, y'all. Kansas City is exciting to me. Kansas City, I love. I think Kansas City has the fastest receiving core. Yeah, the Kansas City. They're fast as hell, man. Like Stop Tyreek, whispering. Like Tyreek Hill. <laughs> <laughs> you know they call him the cheetah, right? Yo, he's fast, man. Yeah, dude, dude, fast. Dude. I think he clocked the fastest play. Like, yeah, he's, like he's some stupid sports science type stuff like that. I, but I no, they're they're nice, man. And then you know, obviously their defense, their defense is 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 pretty solid. Yeah, you did. You, you were so. I'm a I'm an Eric Berry fan. I'm yeah, sorry, I don't give a shit. I'm I, Eric, no, I used to hey, mess with Eric Berry I'm since Eric, Tennessee. Yeah, so man. I'm an Eric Berry. I'm a believer. I think oh, he Marcus is. Peters is that dude too. Man, listen, dog. Oh, this this secondary might be able listen, to compete. Casey's Casey's nice, man, and Casey's got a good coach. There we go. There we go. <laughs> time out. You didn't think that was gonna come? I didn't. I didn't know that was coming. Oh wait, you time know, out. Time out. I don't know how I was sucker punch with that. Wait, wait, wait. So they haven't. They haven't like no, shown. I think that Andy Reid has shown a lot in terms of going from Philly and then immediately making Kansas City a better team. So making Alex ready. Smith a Look, serviceable yeah. quarterback that could, that's a, a I mean, game manager. Does the loss of Jamal Charles Charles really hurt them? No. no. Okay. Not Kareem at all. Hunt's gonna fit yeah, I was about to say, Kareem, nice. Kareem Hunt's going to end up surprising a lot of people. And um, Spencer Ward showed him and Sharkandrick West showed that, you know, he's not d- disposable, but 
because of the way the team operates that they can make it work. But Jamal Charles is by far and away better than every other running back but that's been on the team. You know what's crazy? Jamal Charles barely made the roster for um, – what team is he with now? Denver. Denver. He barely made their roster. He barely made the 53-man roster. I didn't, Dang, know, that. I didn't know that either. It, it took the performance of, of the last preseason game for them to give him the nod to say, yeah. Well, maybe, they just don't, maybe he just didn't fit into their schemes. I you mean, know, He's like a shifty guy. He's like well, a, it's not even that. You know, you, you, he's injury prone. True. You know, true. he's got two bad knees, and because he had no guaranteed contract, you know, he was fighting for a spot on the team. I think he's getting paid, like, the league minimum. Yeah. That's it's, crazy for the guy that, that was, actually is the all-time leader in – uh, rush yards per carry at 5.45 in the history of the NFL. Jeez. Higher than Bo Jackson, higher than Jim Brown. Wow. Higher than Barry Sanders. I was just about to say, when it comes to um, when it comes to the, the Kansas City Five yards City carry Chiefs, is a lot. No, I know. No, when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs, there's um, they've always, even historically speaking, have always had dynamic players. Like, if and it's always to, seemed like they they didn't, but they did. Like Dante Hall was Priest Holmes. Like you name, like you go down the line, and there's always been somebody there that's like, oh wow, yeah, who's that? He's guy? nasty. Yeah, so oh. why is it that they can't get a receiver? They like I mean, Macklin was, they, yeah, was pretty. Yeah, but they dropped, I mean, they cut him. But, but look at the quarterback; they don't play like that. I guess so. Yeah, yeah they don't. They don't. Really How many games? Eleven. They win the division. So I'll give them, yeah, I'll go 10, 10, 11. I don't think they're being, I don't think they're winning the division. I'm giving them about nine, but that's. So who's winning the division? The next the, the team, next that team we have about to talk, talk about. about. Uh-huh. Yeah. The Oakland Raiders. Okay. Um, I do think that they looked kind of like they didn't look bad in preseason, but. Have they won a game in preseason? I haven't watched the preseason. They actually game, have so. not won a game in preseason. But, but I've just been seeing But, but it's preseason. But Derek, so. but Derek Carr looked phenomenal when he was out there. You like, look great. He, he looked, did. He looked phenomenal when he was out there. I think Lynch is going to do fine. It's not. It's not Seattle Lynch, but it's. It's also. I think a fresh Lynch might might surprise some people. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean that's it's a year or so without getting hit, anything like that. So I mean his body's going to be real fresh. You know what the issue with the Raiders is though? People going to run that score up on them boys. They 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 got good players, but they're not a good defense. Yeah, I mean Bruce Irvin that used to play for Seattle's there. Obviously, you got Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. You have. You need big plays with them. Like it's one of them things. Like if they're they're not just gonna they're not gonna you know bend but don't break. It's gonna be one of they those. They have like, a really good offensive line, by the way. They do. They do. Like we talk about the Cowboys' offensive line, the Raiders have a really good offensive line. Yeah, Carr wasn't hit a lot. Yeah, and and so again, remember when Beast Mode was doing this thing a few years ago? Seattle had a decent line, and so I think that you know some holes will get opened up. Carl have time, and with that balance on offense, I think that it'll do just like Dallas last year, where Dallas didn't have a great defense, but mm-hmm. because the offense was so balanced, they weren't exposed until they played Green Bay. Who do you think the best target's going to be? It's going to be is it oh, gonna be Cooper. Amari Cooper? Of course. All right. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, like, when I look at their defense, I do kind of feel like, uh, you know. Like, they should have made a play for Joe Hayden. Like, it, how – Often do you get an All-Pro? Man, I don't know. Type I feel cornerback like, I feel like Steelers were just waiting or something because, like, how did, how did they, they just? How did they, they close it? Yeah, they closed it in like a couple hours. Well, bro. he had because I mean he had the option 
So he didn't have to clear waivers. He didn't have he to chose, do any of that. So stated. He pulled a goal. He pulled a Kevin Durant. So he well, went. I think with, he did that because there's no way because so many teams wanted him, and within hours he goes to a front a possible front runner Super Bowl team. I, I mean, well, shoot, anything out of Cleveland is a front runner. <laughs> don't do that. I don't think it was. I don't think it was just because he was in Cleveland. I think. Let me tell you something. He didn't want to go to the Jets. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> is that true. Well, that, is true. He, that would that would have been a lateral move. <laughs> it okay, so how many game, how many games are we giving these boys? Twelve. Mm. Ten. I, I feel like I feel like at the end of the day, Kansas City is gonna nudge them out by like a game. Probably maybe over just off the tiebreaker. So I feel like they're going to be neck and neck with record. Okay, so I think I think that in the division, Kansas City is going to do some work on them boys. But I think outside of the division, you know, I think the Raiders are going to are going to stack up some wins. So I do I see them winning a lot around either 11 or 12 games. Okay, so now that we've wrapped up every division, yes sir. Who wins the most games? In the regular season, which team? Um, Where are your thirteen possible fourteen win teams, or your twelve win teams, your strong teams? The Steelers. Teams. So who, who wins? Who wins the most games? The Steelers. I say Green Bay is going to win at least thirteen games. The Steelers, Green Bay, fair, very fair. Um, Seattle could do it. Yeah. Well, let's not talk about who could do it. Let's make the prediction. Like you made your prediction that he's saying them. We're saying we're agreeing so far. We haven't. No, no, no. I don't. I don't. I want to. He wants a, a definitive answer. Go. Green Bay is my definitive answer. Green Bay will have the most wins this season with thirteen in the entire league. Yeah. And if somebody ties them, it'll be the Patriots at thirteen. Nah, Patriots not winning thirteen because the Dolphins winning the division. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> Man, so I'm waiting on an answer. Um. Okay, I think Pittsburgh. I'm, yeah, I think Pittsburgh. I think yeah, that's what I'm. How many are they winning? How many games? Thirteen. I'll, I'll go with the thirteen. Yeah, I'll stay right on your your line. Thirteen. Yeah, thirteen. Thirteen, and I think Atlanta. Oh, I think Atlanta okay. with uh, Atlanta with thirteen as well. Cool. I feel you know with Atlanta, I feel like that Super Bowl loss is still going to haunt them. Yeah, I feel like they're going to have a hangover. They're have a Zach. They had a, they had a preseason hangover, but I mean, I don't think that stuff matters. Eh, I don't. I mean, first of all, they need to get rid of how many preseason games are played anyway. Yeah. Who you went know. down? Somebody who went down? Edelman. Edelman and Ryan went out in practice, right? Tannehill went out, went down in practice, right? Yeah. Um, but then I mean, you had you had an OBJ scare. Yeah, but he didn't go down though. I mean, that looked nasty. It did. So, Brandon Marshall got banged up by uh, Jabril Peppers. Okay. So it's gonna happen. I, yeah, it is gonna still happen. All right. I mean, I think we kind of knocked that out pretty pretty well. You know, I mean, surprisingly, I think. Think we got a little better at that, right? No, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, no, absolutely. But you know, Legion of Boom. All right, all right. So, as we as we begin to wrap things up for this particular edition. 
of everybody has an opinion. We, uh, I want to just remind you before we go into the fact of the day, I want to just remind you guys to stay plugged in and to tune in, you know, to us. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. We want to communicate with you. You can email us directly at info. Uh, info. No, info. has an opinion at, at gmail.com. And you can also hit us up on Instagram, on Facebook, same name, everybody has an opinion. We definitely want to hear from you. Why? Because, you know, this is a community, a community where we all kind of interact with each other. You can jump on the show. You can be a part of this. It's All you got to do is just say, hey, you know, I got an opinion about what you guys are about to talk about. Can I be on the show? And so I'm going to toss it over to my boy Brandon. Oh, wait, we're not tossing it to Brandon. Not yet, not yet. I just want to plug something in real quick. Go ahead. We're doing a fantasy football league. So anybody's interested in doing fantasy football we're starting up two leagues using espn one pay to play the other just have some fun it's going to be free uh so if you're interested hit us up on our facebook give us your email address so we can send you the invite and we could get that going all right well 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 so as we wrap up we know that as we've displayed throughout the show that you know, everybody's entitled to their own set of opinions, but not everybody's entitled to their own set of facts. So fact of the day for April, uh, not April, I'm sorry, August 30th, um, we're going to talk about American rapper, singer, songwriter, record producer, fashion designer, and entrepreneur, born in Atlanta, raised in Chicago. Do you know what we're talking about? Anybody? Anybody? We well, said a lot of stuff. So I mean, Kanye. Kanye? I know. <laughs> so on this day, two years ago, Kanye West said he's running for president in 2020. Given what's happening in the country, I don't think that's a bad idea. Right? <laughs> he's got a chance. And real quick, shout out to college football coming back this weekend. I know we didn't touch on it, but next week we definitely going to get into some college football. I mean, I think we just should share some of these highlights and stuff when they come out and everything that's going on cuz I think I think we're going to we're going to see a very exciting year. I mean, last year College football was so fun to watch. Absolutely. Like, God, last year was um, – is what's-his-face still playing? Um, he's still uh, the Cardinals guy, the, the Louisville guy. Yeah. Louis yeah, he's still there. So is he going is, is to – is it a lock for him? Is it a lock for him? For what? Heisman? Yeah. No. I think the guy from USC might take it. The, the quarterback? Yeah. The um, one who said the, – the one who had the statement? No, that was, no that's, that was from that's UCLA. UCLA. No, Sam Darnold's pretty, pretty good. From uh, Yeah, he's a quarterback. Okay. But I, I like Lamar Jackson a lot. I really do. And, you know, when he said what he said about Kodak, that was amazing. Because <laughs> he's actually from Pompano, and he played ball at, at Boynton. So, um, again, thank you guys for uh, <laughs> tuning in. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you go on iTunes. Make sure you check out YoPartner.com at www.YoPartner.com. And I will see you next time. Everybody has an opinion. We just want to know what's yours.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.